listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of the show here on a beautiful Monday, August 3rd. From the South Stands to the End Zone, you are Lockdown Broncos. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, NFL analyst and Broncos insider for the Lockdown NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. I'm also the NFL content director over at ProFootballNetwork.com. Be sure to check out ProFootballNetwork.com slash Broncos for daily exclusive coverage of the Denver Broncos, courtesy of Zach Seegers and Patrick Coyote and Pro Football Network. Today's episode of the show, ladies and gentlemen, is brought to you by our good friends over there at DoorDash. I'll tell you a little bit later on as the show progresses how you can get your favorite restaurants delivered right to your house, convenient enough for you. Let's go over today's lineup on Lockdown Broncos. First off, we're going to talk about the Broncos' decision to release Jeff Hireman on Friday. What does it mean for the Broncos' tight end position group now as they're now down to seven players rather than eight and overall the cap implications? What was the biggest reason why the Broncos decided to part ways with the veteran tight end? Plus, we also heard from Broncos quarterback and outside linebacker Drew Locke and Bradley Chubb in Friday's media availability session. And Drew Locke talked about his preparations for this offseason. Bradley Chubb talked about his expectations coming into 2020, coming off of an ACL surgery. He gives us some insight into that. Plus, we talk about the Broncos' kick return, punt return positions. Which player is the favorite to win that position battle in training camp? Who gives the Broncos the best overall special teams return dynamic? We talk about that all in today's jam-packed episode Lockdown Broncos. Ladies and gentlemen, let's kick things off here today. The Broncos on Friday released veteran tight end Jeff Hyerman, who's been on the Broncos roster since 2015. He was part of the Super Bowl 50 winning roster, though he was placed on injured reserve. He was a key player for the Broncos the last couple of seasons, and particularly his best moment, one of his best games in the NFL. I remember it came on that Thursday night football game against the Indianapolis Colts on the road, and Brock Osweiler connected with him, and he had an amazing catch and run for a touchdown there, and he was a very solid blocker for the Broncos at the tight end position. Now, obviously, when the Broncos decided to draft Noah Fant with the first-round pick in 2019, that obviously put a little bit of writing on the wall to where the Broncos are looking at the position overall. Not to say that Jeff Hireman wasn't a guy who couldn't get the job done, but I think that for a guy that's been on the roster for so long and has really just been a role player and has never really been anything more than just a role player, I think the Broncos, as they've gone younger at the position, they're looking to move on. And obviously it's going to be cost efficient for them too because the overall implications, the main reason that Jeff Hireman was released by the Broncos, according to a source that I spoke to, really had to do with just cap hit. Overall cap money tied up into the tight end position alone. Now for the Broncos, they free up about $3 million of cap space and they will incur a $500,000 dead cap hit. You're going to offset the cost overall. You're going to get $3 million off the books, but you're going to have five hundred dollars in dead cap, which and that will expire over time. But the Broncos cap space now sits at $16.3 million. And this is good news, too, because the Broncos, they've signed all of their rookies. So entering the 2020 season, you have $16.3 million of cap space, and you're anticipated to make even more roster cuts before the season even begins. So that's going to be good for the Broncos. It gives them that flexibility. One thing that John Elway and the Broncos front office, they really like to have, they like to have that financial flexibility going into a season and having that during the season, too, because 
It can help them orchestrate and maneuver some guys around. Maybe if they make a trade by the NFL trade deadline, it gives them the luxury of being able to do that. So Jeff Hireman, his career in Denver is now over. Obviously want to wish him the best in his future endeavors. Hope he catches on with the team because he is a solid role player that if he can stay healthy, he'll contribute for some team. Now, keep an eye on the New England Patriots, for example, because Matt Lacoste is now, I believe, opted out of the season for the 2020 season due to concerns of COVID-19. Obviously, his wife is pregnant. They're about to have a child here in the fall. So keep an eye on Jeff Hireman to the New England Patriots. It makes sense. And obviously, with Bill Belichick, he's always monitoring the tight end position. And so it's an important one for him. And I think that Jeff Hireman can really go down there right now and be that veteran option because they did draft two tight ends in the NFL draft. But keep an eye on Hireman to the Patriots as a potential landing spot for him. But what does that leave the Broncos tight end room as we speak today? We know that Noah Fant is tight end number one here for this Broncos team. Nick Vanette was brought in through free agency. There's no clear defined role for him yet as either a number two or a number three guy, but he is definitely a guaranteed roster lock. There's no reason why the Broncos would go with a two-year deal and then cut him before he's even had a chance to step foot onto the field for the Broncos in the regular season. So Vanette's a lock for the roster. Albert Okwebenum is also a player that is a lock for the Broncos roster, considering his draft status of being the fourth round selection for the Broncos in the 2020 NFL draft. And Oku Ablenum also factored a little bit into the release of Jeff Hireman, who the team, they believe that if he can develop with Coach Wade Harmon, he could be a potentially dynamic number two tight end for this Broncos team. If the Broncos do go more 12 personnel, which one running back and two tight ends on the field, you have the perfect combination of size and speed between him and Fanton. Equally, their measurables are very, very similar. So you could have an interesting dynamic offensively if those guys can figure it out and they can click together. And I think really for Oku Ablenum, it's about him really trying to find his his niche here in this Broncos offense. Noel Fant continued to grow. Now for him in a new system with Pat Shermer, it's going to be interesting to see how Shermer actually utilizes him, whether he flexes him out in the slot, whether he puts him in line. Those are things that I'm keeping my eye on throughout training camp. So those are your three Broncos guaranteed tight ends for 2020, which leaves the fourth spot up in the air. It's always up for grabs here, and it's going to feature a variety of young players here. Andrew Beck was placed on the team's COVID-19 list. He did test positive. He's going through the proper protocols of quarantining, and right now the Broncos aren't really doing too much on the field in terms of padded stuff. They can't do that. The pads will come on on August 17th, but the primary focus for the Broncos is just getting a little bit of that football rhythm. So Beck will have to come in and play catch up a little bit, but he is the favorite right now, according to a source that I spoke to, of being the Broncos' fourth tight end. And he's going to have to fend off Jake Butt, who's healthy for the first time in a long time coming into training camp. This is a big, big opportunity for Butt to prove to the Broncos' coaches that maybe he could get one more season. But his back is against the wall. The odds are against Jake Butt in this situation. Austin Ford, another player that they've been very impressed with. His rehabilitation from an ACL has been spanning over a year now, considering that it did happen in August. And so you're approaching that year mark there for him. So he's been going through the training protocols, the return to play, and he's more than likely going to be one of those players that's going to probably be battling for that final spot. Probably going to be really close with Beck. And I think that's really just going to be between those two. If I had to give an estimation today, I would say that Andrew Beck and and Austin Ford are going to be the two players that are going to compete there. Now, if the Broncos somehow do find a way to utilize a fullback, which is very, very rare, you don't see that 
in the offensive scheme for Pat Shermer, but the Broncos like Beck enough that they could keep Beck on the roster, have him as that hybrid H-back fullback type player, and also keep a guy like Austin Fort on the roster. I do think that Jake Butt and Troy Fumagalli are unfortunate roster cuts considering the fact that this is a position that has seven deep right now. Three of them are already spoken for. Two of them are highly favorable, and then the other two are on the outside looking in. So I think that's really how things are going to play out for the Denver Broncos at the tight end position. In Broncos country, I want to hear from you. How do you think the Broncos tight end room will shape out? Who do you think the fourth tight end will be between Andrew Beck, Jake Butt, Austin Fort, and Troy Fumagalli? Let me know on Twitter at Cody Work NFL at Lockdown Broncos. We'll see how the position shapes out over the coming weeks before the week one season opener against the Tennessee Titans. And Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to hear from Broncos quarterback Drew Locke, who met with the media on Friday. Same thing with Bradley Chubb. They give us a lot of insight into their offseason preparation and some of their expectations coming into the 2020 NFL season. But before we do that, I have to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of Lockdown Broncos. That's our good friends over there at DoorDash. Now, between the never-ending laundry cycles, the income emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. So give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. You want Chinese, they want pizza, and someone is craving Froyo, there's something for everybody on DoorDash. You can continue to support restaurants in your community safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. So support your favorite restaurants on DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food that you're craving right now, right to your door. And ordering is very easy. All you got to do is open the DoorDash app. You can choose what you want to eat and your food will be left safely outside your door with new contactless delivery drop-off settings. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, or even the Cheesecake Factory, which is one of my personal favorites. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities that we operate in safe. So right now, our listeners of Lockdown Broncos can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. That's right. Zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and you enter code locked on. That's one word locked on. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees on your very first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and you enter promo code locked on. Don't forget that's code locked on for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Broncos outside linebacker Bradley Chubb met with the media on Friday to give an update about where he is at with preparing for the 2020 NFL season. And one of the first things he was asked is whether or not that he expects any kind of limitations going into training camp practices, specifically padded training camp practices. And he did mention that he will be wearing a brace in 2020. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're just going to play it smart. Um, just try to work me back into it just because right now I haven't really been doing anything like like physical, like going against somebody and going against the offensive lineman. So just working into it. Um, I feel like with my health-wise, like that's going to be the next step for me is just getting that whole confidence thing back. And I feel like when, when we get into to the flow of things and everything, I'll, I'll be good. We've seen some of the videos of Chubb training this offseason, and he still has that bounce, that step to him. But it's always great to be cautious when you enter back into a season coming off of an ACL. I think wearing a brace will be great for him because the braces they design now are specifically molded for your knee to where it still gives you mobility and it doesn't have that capacity to lock up. So I think that's going to be good for Chubb. And look, if he can even replicate just a little bit about what he was doing in 2018 and even at the start of 2019, there can be some very, very strong things happening for the Broncos. 
Broncos defense here in 2020. But next up, Bradley Chubb answered whether or not that he feels like he has to prove himself once again in 2020 because he came off of a 12-sack season his rookie year. He only had one in 2019 through four games. The expectations are high for Chubb. How does Chubb view himself in terms of expectations and coming back and proving himself? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like this league is a very, like, what have you done for me now league? And um, my rookie year, that's two years ago now. So it's like I got to come back in with that same hunger that I had and, and with that same that same dog mentality that I had and just go out here and, and prove everybody either right or wrong, whether they're writing that uh, I'm not going to be the same, prove them wrong, or if they uh, expecting great things out of me, prove them right. So just my main thing is to, to play football like Bradley Chubb knows how to play football, and I feel like it will all take care of itself. Chubb will return to the lineup here in 2020 opposite of Von Miller, who the duo in 2018 combined for 26 and a half sacks. And if they can replicate that same success, the Broncos defense will be very, very strong and very hard to deal with in 2020. Now, as it pertains to Von Miller, Bradley Chubb gave his thoughts on how he sees Von playing out in 2020, especially opposite of him with the mentality that we've seen from Von Miller on social media, his workouts, the way that he's gotten his body into shape and what he could bring to the table for the Broncos in his 10th season i feel like he's gonna have a monster year um he's he has been like the most motivated i've seen and he's sending me videos motivational videos sending me pictures of him working out doing all types of stuff and i'm just excited to see him come back into the building and, and see what we do this year the expectations are high for Vic Fangio's defense in his second season under control. And with the defensive talent that the Broncos have added this offseason via the NFL draft and free agency, it's interesting to wonder just how the Broncos defense may play in 2020. Chubb was also asked about the offseason addition of veteran Pro Bowl defensive lineman Jarrell Casey from the Tennessee Titans. And he believes that the addition of Casey will help him and Von Miller and the Broncos defense have more success. Chaos, man. I'm excited for it. I mean, it's going to be fun just to see the things he did over the past couple, however long he's been in the league, man, just five straight pole rolls. Um, just one of the best D-tackles, pass rushing D-tackles and run playing D-tackles in the league. So it's going to be fun to mix that with, with me coming back even hungrier, Vaughn coming back even hungrier, and uh, a defense that has something to prove. I feel like it's going to be uh, chaos for others. Sure. With the additions of Jarrell Casey and also some of the young depth like McTelvin Najim, Draymond Jones entering his second season, that Broncos defensive line has a lot of players that can rotate and make an impact for the Broncos defensively this season. And then when you factor in your edge rush of Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, you know, if you're an opposing offensive coordinator, you're really trying to figure out how can you limitate the impact that those guys can make on a football game. And if the Broncos can get that interior pass rush with the edge guys of Von and Chubb on the outside look, it's going to be scary if you're an opposing quarterback. You don't want to go against those guys. It's tough, especially with their get-off off the line of scrimmage. But now, Broncos quarterback Drew Locke also met with the media on Friday and gave a variety of insight into his offseason preparation. One of the first things, too, was despite the COVID-impacted offseason, how did he handle this offseason despite the fact that it was unorthodox in comparison to what most players would experience in a normal year? I mean, you know, not being able to be with the guys as much as you normally would um, is not going to change you know, how I feel going into the season. I still want to do the things, you know, pre-COVID that I thought we could do this year. I still want to do those things, even that COVID hit the country and hit us and allowed us not to be with each other. But there also is a realist, you know, the, the real factor of it is that, yes, we didn't get enough time with each other. Um, we're going to have a shortened period of time where we're going to have to pick up a lot of things extremely quick. And, you know, it might not be the prettiest at first, but our job is to you know, make the mistake, learn from it, and try not to make that mistake more than once because we really don't have time to keep making the same mistakes. And so to answer your question, I'm still expecting the same thing from us this year because 
we're going to put in the extra work to be able to make up for that time lost. Without an NFL preseason, without OTAs, the Broncos are going to have to make the most of their training camp practices. They will have 14 padded practices overall, the first one beginning on August 17th. So literally just about 15 days away, the Broncos will throw the pads on, but they're getting through the acclimation period. Locke also talked about what his thoughts were in terms of learning the Pat Shermer offense. He's had a lot of time to talk with Coach Shermer this offseason through the virtual Zoom meetings and being able to learn the concepts of the offense in and of itself. I would say it feels it feels right at home for sure. I think this is where COVID kind of comes into play, where, yes, we could have gotten right into running it on the field. But, you know, if you're more of a guy that likes to see it, likes to draw it up on a board, likes to hear from the coach multiple times before you go out and run it, that's exactly what we got. Um, we got a lot of time to sit together as a quarterback room and even by yourself at home and, you know, allows you an opportunity to go over the plays multiple times a day to where when you go out there, you know, you're running certain install, whatever. You, you've heard this play. You've seen this play. Um, you know everything that's going on because you've been able to sit there for however many months and go over it to be prepared for when you finally got to be out on the field, which was which was now for us. So the main goal for the Broncos is to transition from the classroom to the football field with the coaching points from Coach Shermer, Coach Shula, Coach Azani, Coach Harmon as well. And it's going to present some challenges. It could take some time for the Broncos office to really get going in the capacity, I think, that Broncos fans had expected with the offseason additions of Melvin Gordon, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Albert Oku. Albert Okwebunum and Noah Fan obviously returning the fold with Cortland Sutton. You have all these options and these weapons offensively, but it's about continuity and establishing that balance, establishing that chemistry and that rhythm because rhythm for offenses is so important in the National Football League. And lastly, Drew Locke touched on whether or not the offense was facing a disadvantage, not only just because of youth, but because of the lack of reps during the offseason overall. You know, I think everyone gets 24 hours in a day. Um, we're all about the same amount of time in our facility. Um, we all have professional coaches that have been in this game for a long time, and we all get to learn and uh, be with them for the same amount of time. It's an even playing ground. It's just going to be what we do with the time that we get together. And uh, Yes, we are young, but, I mean, you're young. You're pretty hungry right as you get in here, so maybe we could be at an advantage with being young and you know having a lot of motivation, whereas you know guys have been in it for a long time. I know they're still hungry because you know, they want to be super good, but you know maybe they'll take a little off and, you know, we know stick. Like, I'm not going to write my notes on stick. We're writing notes on everything right now. We're making sure that we're really clear and precise with everything because we are new. New offense. To where we're going we're gonna to pick up the minor details, whereas, you know, for five years into it, eh, we'll, we'll fix that when it comes kind of deal. So Locke mainly is saying that he trusts in his coaches around him. The offensive players should also trust the coaches around them to get things going for them, to help them get things right if they do get off to a slow start or if they do struggle. But he did mention the fact that it's not just a situation that applies to the Broncos. All 31 other NFL teams experienced the same type of offseason that they did. So it's about what the type of work in that they put in right now, how it translates onto the field come September when the Broncos host the Tennessee Titans week one on Monday Night Football, which is actually going to be called by Louis Riddick, Steve Levy and Brian Greasy. Looking forward to that matchup and the star-studded lineup for the new Monday Night Football format. And Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to get into our discussion about the Broncos kick return, punt return position for training camp going into the 2020 NFL regular season. But before we do that, I got to remind you guys to check out the Locked On Nuggets podcast. The Nuggets dropped their first seeding game to the Miami Heat over the weekend without three starters. What's next for the Nuggets? How can they rebound, pun intended, Adam Adez and Matt Moore? Have you covered here on Locked On Nuggets. 
Taking a look at the Broncos' kick return, punt return position, this is one of those things that we're going to analyze under the microscope a little bit because as training camp approaches, we're all talking about positions. We've been going through it, Zach Seegers, Patrick Keody, and I, we've been talking about every position from quarterback to wide receiver to cornerback to the edge rushers, but special teams players deserve the same amount of acknowledgement. And really, I think for the Denver Broncos, it's pretty simple and clean cut where they are going with their return options. Now, they're going to have a couple of guys there they're going to be competing trinity benson they're going to be in the runnings too they're also wide receiver depth players there but right now entering the 2020 nfl season the broncos option that they're really considering right now is deontay spencer now as he continues to work with special teams coordinator tom mcmahon if i'm not mistaken he led the nfl last season in average yards per return he was a speedy explosive player for the broncos last season he was one of those players that was just maybe one or two blocks away from breaking a couple of big returns in 2019 for the broncos but he was one of those players that did at times give the Broncos favorable field position offensively. And that's all you can really ask for for your special teams guys, especially your returners. Now you'd like for your guys to be able to have a scoring touchdown on kick return or punt return. It's been a while since the Broncos have actually had that happen. And like I said, in the Green Bay game, Deontay Spencer was close. Same thing against the Detroit Lions. Deontay was very, very close to breaking one for six. And so he's looking to do that here in 2020. Obviously with no preseason, this was one of the positions that special teams coordinator Tom McMahon was telling us about in a media session about a month and a half ago that they're looking at a variety of different players at those positions from wide receiver to running back that could also be in the mix for a return job. Now, there are a lot of Broncos fans that really would like to see K.J. Hamler be the Broncos kick return, punt return guy. Now, certainly it is possible he could take over that, but even Vic Fangio mentioned it back after the Broncos had drafted him that they would take a look at that. But if he's more in line to be having a position on the offensive rotation at wide receiver, they're more than likely not going to put him at kick return or punt return. They really do believe in protecting players, and that's really what happened to Deshaun Hamilton a couple years ago. He was one of those players that was in line to be in the rotation offensively for Denver. He got hit in the knee on a punt return after he fair caught it, and he was out for multiple weeks with an MCL injury. So I think that the Broncos don't want to put their second-round pick in those kind of rough waters. And if you don't have great blocking, you really risk your return guy getting blown up. And I just don't think you want that to happen with a guy like K.J. Hamler. I think that the Broncos' best option, if they want to preserve K.J. Hamler, and use him offensively, that's the place where they need to focus him on. And then you have a designated return guy. Look at some of the teams around the NFL. They have designated guys that are key special teams players. If you look at the New England Patriots, the one name you're going to think of, Matthew Slater. He's one of those guys that's a gunner on punt. He's a gunner on kickoff. He's one of those guys that's always on special teams making plays. The Broncos can have that same success with Pro Bowl alternate Deontay Spencer. He made it as an alternate last season, and he does have that dynamic. But like I said, I think the biggest key for the Broncos and for Deontay Spencer, he's going to have to fend off Trinity Benson for that position until the Broncos decide to release Benson or place him on the practice squad. They're going to compete. Even Tyree Cleveland is a candidate right now to maybe be a potential return option. The seventh round pick out of Florida for the Broncos in the 2020 NFL draft. But ideally right now, the favorite for kick return and punt return is Deontay Spencer. And there are no expectations as of right now that he will play a role for the Broncos offense in 2020. That's why the Broncos decided to go with KJ Hamler. So there is a role for Deontay Spencer on this Broncos team. But more than likely, it's not going to be on offense. It's going to be 
on special teams. But Broncos country, that will do it for today's episode of Lockdown Broncos. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. As always, just a reminder, we will be back for tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Broncos. It is Twitter Tuesday. Send me your tweets at Cody Rourke NFL with your Broncos related questions. We will answer them here on tomorrow's episode of the show. Also, just a reminder, check out our good friends over there at DoorDash, where you can get $5 off and free delivery on your first order of DoorDash by downloading the DoorDash app and using promo code LOCKDOWN, one word LOCKDOWN, to get $5 off and free deliveries for your first order here, DoorDash. With that said, Broncos country, I'm Cody Rourke, your host of today's episode, and I will see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show.